0: Have you ever taken on something, maybe a new skill that you want to learn and then pretty much lost interest in it? I'll bet you have. I certainly have. And maybe you have not really understood why it was that you chased it in the first place. Well, there's an ancient, ancient distinction that could be very, very useful for you. I'm I'm going to call it the love ladder. Now, this is nothing to do with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and it's nothing to do with the five love languages. It's really around what, what is driving you. Now, this is really, really important for something such as imposter syndrome, because you want to understand, well, well like, why am I really doing this in the first place? When I'm coaching people, I, I if they ask me, let's say they, they, they want to learn about some tool, some software, they want to set up a website, something like this. Even if I know exactly what that solution is and exactly how to teach them how to do it, I'm still going to be asking them, well, why? why is th- why is this important why is this important to you right now so i'm going to call this thing the love ladder and i'll use some practical examples to hopefully make it more relatable to you so some things are good well the reason we go for anything is because we we perceive that it is good the the reason that applies with why we would eat some food, or even have some some medicine, or uh, or learn something new, or meet meet somebody new, we're thinking there's going to be something good here. Not necessarily good just for you, but there's something good in itself. Okay, and same thing with growing in knowledge. Okay, listening to this podcast. Why are you doing that? Well, you're hoping that this episode, at least, is going to give you something good, and I plan to deliver on that promise. So, but what kinds of good things are there? Well, we could divide them into things that are good in themselves, or or good as a means to something else. Let's start with the basic. Good. I mean, uh, the useful, something that's useful, just merely useful. So it's not desirable in itself. So let's take the example of some medicine that you need to take and it's really bitter. Okay. It's got a taste that you don't like. Well, why would you go for that? Why would you choose that? Well, it's because you don't love the medicine in itself. It's not desirable. It's not enjoyable. It's not pleasant, or it could be a medical treatment. But it's desirable. It's good for something else. Okay, it's something useful. Okay, so that's the first level of good is the useful good, merely useful. Useful. Now everything might be useful, but people are not useful. All right, you don't. I mean, if somebody uses you, you don't like that, right? <laughs> you don't want to be a stepping stone. You don't want to be a mere tool or a means to an end. As a person, you don't want that. So useful things are the things that we desire really as a means to an end. So bitter medicine is a good example. Now, that's one kind of usefulness. And if you were to, let's say that you wanted to learn how to cook, learn how to drive, you might do it and you do it with a great deal of pain. You hate doing it. But you're doing it because you have to, okay? That's a useful good. It's not a really strong uh, desire, is it? It's not really something that's going to keep you motivated, unless you just say, "I've got no choice," <laughs> okay? And so that's the useful, the useful good. Now the next level up is is is, is got more to draw us in, if you like. It's got more. To attract us, and that's the pleasant good. So it's got something desirable in itself. Okay, so it might be something sweet. Okay, if you've got a sweet tooth, yeah, it's useful. Okay, some dessert is useful because it's going to fill us up, it's going to give us some nutrition, it's going to, you know, may not be very good for our health, but at least it's going to keep body and soul together and stave off death for a little bit. So it's a pleasant good. And just as I'm explaining these three, the useful good, the pleasant good, and then I'll get to the third one in a moment. Just as I'm explaining them, think of something that you are doing now that you are working on. You know, it could be fitness. It could be your health. It could be exercise. It could be some homework. It could be some preparation. It could be writing. Uh, and you, if you're looking at it only as a useful good, its you really, really have to force yourself. But if there's some pleasure in it, then, hey, you know, it's something that you can get excited excited about. I'm going to put on my my running shoes and I'm going to go out and I'm going to be heading off or onto the treadmill or out uh, running or off to the gym or something like this. If you enjoy it, you, you're going to stick with it much more. So that's a better, that's a stronger reason for you to to pursue it. And how this helps with the imposter syndrome is is if you're feeling yourself procrastinating, then let's see if we can find a a better motive than just useful. If you can't see the use of it, you're probably going to give up. If you can see the use of it, why, why should I build this website? Okay. I understand why, but it's too hard. All right, well, but you know, if you can start to enjoy it, enjoy the experience, the user experience, and so on, then the then you can kind of get excited about it. Okay, so w- what we're doing is we're looking for tools that are going to make it a little bit more pleasant for us to 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 work. But what is this third one? I've spoken about useful goods, pleasant goods. The third one is what we might call a fitting good. Fitting means that. It's really about who you are. It's about who you are meant to be. The sort of thing that if people were look if you were looking back on your life, maybe as a grandparent and you're looking back on your life you would be proud to tell your grandchildren, this is what I did. This this was who I was. This is who I was giving myself to. This is who I served. So it's a very much a fitting good. So you can ch- you can have a pleasant good. But the pleasant good might be watching movies on Netflix, okay? <laughs> but it could be a pleasure that is not fitting, that is not really, it's not making you more of who you ought to be, okay? And who you're made to be, who you're meant to be. So the useful good, the pleasant good, and the fitting good. Now, if you can find all three, if you can find something that's useful. It's valuable for you to learn. Why are you learning that? Why are you learning that software? Why are you reading that book? Why are you learning that language? It's going to be useful for me. I'm going to travel and I need to learn this language. Okay. Uh, It's going to help me with my work. All right. But then if you can make it, find a way for it to be pleasant. I love the format that this is presented. It's really enjoyable. It's really fun. And now if the third one is fitting, This is my place in the world. This is what I am meant to be doing. This is where I'm in my element. Not just enjoying it, not just useful, but this is what I was made to do. Well, then your your imposter syndrome is not going to undermine you because you've got three. I've got a triple motivation. The fitting good, which may include the pleasant good. Hopefully it will be. Sometimes you've got to do things that you don't enjoy. Um, but you have to do them anyway, and then the useful, good. Okay, useful, pleasant, fitting. So those are the three loves, or what I'm calling the love ladder, to help you through imposter syndrome.